Hello, welcome to episode 13 of Design Curious Podcast. I hope you guys are doing great. I'm talking to you today about High Point Market, which I went to a couple weeks ago, and I would say it took me a little while to recover from it, you know, just partly because I'm on West Coast and High Point Market is on East Coast, but there was so much to see and do as I'll get to in the episode, you'll hear such an experience, definitely worthwhile. But first, I wanted to remind you that the holidays are coming up. And I'm announcing this month that we have some bonuses going on with My Design Mentor, the mentorship program membership that I have. That is a monthly call with me, as well as some guided learnings about what the career of interior design is all about. And so we have some bonuses this month and next month um, before the end of the year that if you sign on, you can get a half hour call with me, just a one-on-one, and ask me all of your questions as opposed to the group call that we have every month in the program. So if that's of interest to you, you're going to want to get in there. Also, another reason to get in there right now before the end of the year is because we will be raising those rates starting January 1st. And I think it's quite affordable and reasonable right now. And if you want to lock that in for the lifetime of your membership, you can go ahead and do that. So you can find all that information on rwarddesign.com. And I'd love to see you in there. You can also message me on Instagram if you have any questions about that. And we'll be posting all the information about those bonuses on Instagram as well. And today I'm going to talk about all the reasons why you should go to market, what you do there, and um, just my tips and tricks on going to market. So let's get into it. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the furniture markets that you will likely be going to as an interior designer, whether you're going for your firm or as a solopreneur or even as a student. Uh, I highly recommend that you go to these markets, one that's close to you. I just got back from the fall market at High Point, North Carolina. And if you are unfamiliar with what High Point is as far as a market, it is the largest furniture market in the United States, and it has quite a draw internationally as well. Twice a year, the sleepy town of High Point, North Carolina becomes a bustling center point for the furniture industry. Thousands and tens of thousands of people fly in from all over to attend this furniture market. And why would you want to go to this market? Well, there are many reasons. The, the main reason to go to market would be to see the furniture that you are selecting for your clients. Oftentimes, we are proposing furniture to our clients that they have not sat on themselves. It is not something that they can find in retail showrooms. Often the wholesale accounts that we maintain and open and nurture uh, these relationships with the vendors, these accounts 
are sometimes to the trade only. And as a designer, you're looking for furniture that is very high quality that will last a long time and is not the same caliber as some of the retail items that people can purchase. Now, there are furniture stores, retailers that will go and source from these brands. And I was told the percentage currently is about 60% of attendees are designers and 40% are retailers. So there will be furniture stores that have an umbrella of different vendors that they offer to the clients that come in. I would say that is different than the brands that of furniture stores you might go into as a consumer, such as the Williams Sonoma Group, um, Crate and Barrel, things like that. They will sometimes source from these vendors and they also have their own direct vendors as well. But as a designer, typically you're not going to want to source retail because you want to be able to get some profit. It should be a part of your business model to make money off the furniture that you're selling to your clients. And so circling back to what I said earlier is that you're proposing furniture to your clients that they haven't been able to sit on. So it's important that you can go and sit on these sofas, chairs, see the finish on the tables, and then be able to install confidence in your client that you've seen these, you've sat in them, you've tried them, they look wonderful, they're going to last, and your client will be happy. I often will tell the client and use this as a gauge that I would never put anything into my client's home that I would not want in my own home. And that's the kind of quality I expect. And that can be seen and apparent in the showrooms that you go and visit. So one of the reasons I went to High Point as opposed to Las Vegas, which is on the West Coast, so much closer to me, I've gone to the Vegas market many, many times, but there aren't as many vendors shown there as there are at High Point. And so some of the vendors that I use for my clients, I really wanted to go and see in person. And so large majority of them are at the High Point market. So it was nice to see those as well as find some new vendors that I could work with that had specific items I was looking for for my current projects and just offer me some more inspiration and some more resources to offer to my clients. Another aspect of market is that there are often continue education classes going on simultaneously. So that's another draw for some design professionals because if you are certified or have taken the NCIDQ, you have to maintain at least in most cases 10 credits of continuing education units over two years. So the markets are a great opportunity to get a lot of that out of the way and satisfy those units. Then let's talk about the parties. (laughs) So as you're walking around showroom to showroom, there'll often be a lot of free food. So lunches, typically you can find a showroom that's serving a full lunch. They'll often have open bars as well, offering cocktails, wine, beer, and other things depending on the showroom. So oftentimes we're swapping notes with other designers, see where the best lunch is for that day. (laughs) Or if you're needing a drink at the end of the day, because you've been walking. Well, I tracked it on my Fitbit. I think we walked 16 and 17,000 steps each day. And that's probably even not as many as could have been done. So there are a lot of pictures of us sitting in chairs, <laughs> partly because we were trying it out, but partly because we we're just so tired from walking all day. And sometimes at the end of the day, a little bit of alcohol will help those sad and tired feet. <laughs> and then I did notice on Sunday, 
they had some programs for students to come in. So Sherwin-Williams was sponsoring a talk just dedicated towards students. So they are starting to become a lot more student-friendly, which I think is great. As I talked about in the internship episode, that I definitely think you should try to go to a market as a student or as a part of your internship. The first time I had gone to market was one of the first years after I started my business. So I took my mom with me and we walked through all three buildings, 27 floors. Well, not every single floor because some of them are like mattress companies and larger furniture vendors that don't sell to designers. So we skipped those, but there was a lot to see. It was quite overwhelming. And to be honest, I'd go into certain places, not sure whether or not they were designer friendly, because at that time it was more of a 60, 40, 40% of the attendees were designers and 60 were retailers. And so they were just starting to become friendly to designers because of the recession and that they needed to kind of open their market to designers and start being designer friendly. A lot of the places, though, still had minimums that were hard for a designer to meet, like a $10,000 opening order, which almost never happens for a designer, like with one project. So it was quite overwhelming. And I was unsure about which showrooms I could go into, which would be beneficial to me. But it was a good starting place. Once I did walk into the showroom and they scan your badge and they find your rep, and then they'll let you know if you know, if they, they sell to designers and what is available to you, um, what their opening orders, they usually kind of get that out of the way just to make sure you're not wasting your time looking at their product if it's not available to you. So it took me about 15 years to get over to a high point market, but I'm glad that we went and I could see us going every couple of years. I honestly don't go to market every six months. So Las Vegas does their markets in winter and summer, and High Point does theirs in spring and fall. I definitely wouldn't need to go to all of those, maybe just one of those per year. Things don't actually change that often, so I don't really feel like it's necessary for me to go more than that. It can add up because you're paying for flights and hotels and food and all of that. So I find about once a year going to market. Now, I did go to the Dallas market as well in January for the first time um, because that had a particular vendor that doesn't show at Las Vegas. And um, I wanted to see a few of those products. Dallas is also known for their lighting shows. They have a huge lighting show. So all the vendors are there. In general, though, the Dallas market is smaller than Las Vegas, so I probably won't really need to go to that one again unless there's some lighting that I'm looking for. In preparation for High Point Market, I talked to several of my colleagues who have gone before, and and I found what was most helpful for me was actually borrowing off of their spreadsheets that they had made from previous markets of the places that they went to and where they are located. And I kind of was able to go through their vendor list and see which ones I wanted to go to. If there was a new one that I hadn't seen before, then I can mark that. And I spread it out over three days and kind of looked at the map and looked at the where the showrooms were located and tried to group it all in one area because High Point Market is spread out over many blocks of showrooms. And it's not all in one place like Las Vegas. So it was uh, prudent of us to try and schedule each day so that we were seeing things in proximity to each other. There is a great resource out there for those of you who have 
don't have uh, access to maybe another designer spreadsheet. And I did take a look at it. It is called The Cool Girl's Guide to High Point Market. And in there, it kind of has the musty showrooms as well as some of the social events that are happening because there are a lot of hosted parties for different design celebrities who might be there speaking or showing their product product line that they've created that year. And so you can make sure and check out the people that you're really interested in going to see, as well as the guide to the showrooms that you should probably start out looking at. And it's a great uh, resource, I think, for your first time at market. So that's market in a nutshell. I mean, each person's experience of market is probably different, but these have been my experiences. And I do really like going to market. There's a particular smell you'll notice of all the new furniture is probably just the off gassing, but I kind of like it when I go into like the carpet showrooms. I'm like, oh, it smells like new furniture. And it just, it, like, since I've done it so many times over the years, it just gives me a little bit of happy feelings whenever I, I get around it again. So it's a great time to go with other designers as well. So if you get a group of you to kind of go and coordinate, and it's nice to have dinners together afterward which is something that I usually try to do, meet up with other designers. And then that's a great time to talk about business practices and kind of encourage each other maybe and get some great ideas from each other on where to go. So I hope that you are encouraged to go to market and that you can find one in your area that would be easy for you to get to. And I think the next market on my bucket list is probably Maison Objet in Paris, France. So Hopefully one of these years I'll make it over there. I'm not sure exactly how beneficial Maison Objet is for my practice. So I need to look into it a little bit. I have a feeling that there's a lot of antiques um, at that market and maybe some more traditional looking vendors, but we'll see. So maybe I'll see you in Paris. So now you know what market is all about. I hope that you do find yourself at one. And if you are planning to go to one, you can always give me a heads up and I would be happy to kind of give you some pointers and maybe a list of my favorite showrooms to hit up. And as always, you can find everything in our show notes for the podcast on our website, rwarddesign.com forward slash podcast. And you can email me with any questions you have podcast at rwarddesign.com. So that's it from me this week, Creative One. I hope you stick around for another great episode next week to help you learn if interior design is the career for you. And until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.